Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? MMs and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter MMs. Because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter MMs and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey guys, how's it going out there? All the swells to you this Monday uh, morn here in uh, Los Angeles. Still here, extending my trip as I go. Um, love this life that I've concocted for myself. I'm, have, I'm in a great mood today. Um, as you know from last week, first of all, I really hope you guys all had a good weekend and um, got to interact with a lot of you online and actually in person. Shout out last night to the bestie Jess, bestie Jess, who I uh, saw in the parking lot of uh, a show I did, Supernova, here in LA, which is, if you come to LA, definitely check out um, Supernova That's the name of the show But the, the the place they do that Has a bunch of comedy So check it out It's um, in Hollywood It's the best It's so fun But anyway Last night I showed up For my set um, Like I was closing the show Because I was at dinner Before with David Spade And my mom Not a big deal Just mom dropping Name name dropping my mom And um, we went We rushed over Got there just in time Ran up on stage And um, I did My set was just like Not 
what sometimes Noah people get really excited to see me and come out like these this is the problem with shows at Supernova or anywhere like anywhere you go see comics and there's like a bunch of comics on the bill uh in a city like New York or LA the, the, it can go it can range from doing your A material that you take out on the road and close with or it can be like new material because even though it's a big show with headliners like you might see your headliner bomb because we're working on new stuff not bomb but you know like not do as well as other people on the show so the one guy i said the other night he goes after the show he goes so what is this like comics just like this just a place for them to work out and i go for me it is i go you are gonna see every kind of thing and sometimes i pull out the a stuff because i'm in the mood to do the a stuff it's whatever i'm in the mood for last night though um for oh for instance the other night i went on stage i posted a picture of it me and andrew santino if you want to see it it's a great picture it's uh at uh liz vidge on um instagram L-I-Z-V-I-G. She does the best comedy photography. I mean, it's insane. My dad, uh, my Father's Day post um, yesterday is all her. Because uh, she came out. She, I'm going to um, have her come out and shoot my tour. Because she just captures great moments and has great style. And um, yeah, I'm th- I'm Liz Vig, L-I-Z-V-I-G. And um, follow her on Instagram. There's a picture from the other night of me and Andrew Santino. Like, he brought me up and I'm just like coming up. T- and in between, we're talking. And it's the moment I go... Was that on? Was that? I go, was that new? Because he killed. And it was really worked out stuff. Like, I was like, I haven't heard it before. I go, is that new? And he goes, yeah. And I go, fuck you. Like, I was just, it's a moment of me being like, is that new? God damn you. And I, I still uh, think it wasn't brand new. It was too worked out. Like, I, I can see as a comedian when, like, something is like, I just know, you know, but it, 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 it was probably new in the sense of what he was saying. But I was like, fuck, I'm doing stuff that I'm saying for the first time. Like, literally, I didn't get to talk about my thoughts on Louie on Mar because uh, we, we just decided not to go there. But um, I, ha- I have been like, oh, maybe I should talk about it on stage. It like got my mind kind of thinking about it and how to make it funny. And I'm on, I'm on stage last night like espousing about, you know, my thoughts on Louie and cancel culture. And then I realized I had no punchline. And I literally was like, there's nothing there's nothing funny about what any of this and people I go I you know then you do the classic joke this is a classic comedy save if you ever hear a comedian go I don't know why I've turned this into a TED talk that is just that is the hackiest out there's only like one person that used that originally once and then all of us since then have used it as like an easy out and it's true I mean sometimes and especially in this setting that I was in it looks like a TED talk and it just cuts the tension of like I acknowledge this is not funny and then at the very last, I, so I got the light and I'm like, I cannot get off stage. These people, probably some of them came to see me. Tom Segura was also on the show. Uh, there was like, this, the lineup was sick last night. I, I got there late, so I didn't see everyone that was on it. But, you know, there were really great comics on the show. Let's see who was on it. I have a picture of it here. Um, so they saw Anthony Jeselnik. They saw Jeff Ross, Greg Fitzsimmons, Ian Edwards. Yeah, they had a great show. And then me, I come up there. I'm like, and I go, I'm sorry. I just like spent the whole time proselytizing and I go by the way I'm fucking stoked that I just nailed that word I go that's the first time I've ever attempted to say that word and I got nervous and I nailed it uh so uh, then I go can I, I go let me just acknowledge because the what I'm trying to do on stage now is just always be as honest like you have to do material that you maybe are not in that m- same frame of mind when you wrote it but I try to get there and especially when I'm in a position where I'm I'm out of like material. I'd really, I'm just up there. I've kind of like 
everyone's kind of like underwhelmed by me, even though I'm the closer. And, you know, I walk on stage and people are like, Whoa! like, it's a huge response. It's really nice. Like things have changed for me. I'm coming back from the pandemic and now people like know who I am. And it's in a way that they didn't before. It's so nice. But it's, the pressure is like, oh, boy, like I know that afterwards people are going to be like, she just like wasn't as good. So whenever I bomb now, I go or last night I go, let's can I just say I'd, I want to give you guys a good show. I haven't yet. I have to get off stage. Let me like really bring it home. I'm going to give you at least one minute so you can when you're on the car ride home, you can be like, she really bored us the whole time until the last minute. And you'll maybe remember that. And I go and uh, I did a bit and it did. Oh, it did well. And then I, I close with the, the joke of, you know, the, my molestation chunk that I talked about on. Uh, that's It's going great, by the way. I've really figured out that chunk of material. So I close on that. And then I, as I'm getting off stage, I go, so I go, please remember that this this was all, I was working out stuff. I had to do that. And I go, I know this wasn't as funny as the roast compilations you've watched of me on YouTube because that's what everyone's always compared. Like people are fans of mine because they see me on, I have millions of hits on these roast compilations where I fucking slay and it's just joke, 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 joke. And then they come and see me and I'm like, you know, I just think that if you're not a bad person, you just know that if you accidentally say the N word when you're singing WAP, that you didn't mean to, it was an accident. People can forgive you. And they're like, what is this? Just make a joke about someone's, you know, how you want someone to die. And, um, it, it, so it's just the best part about comedy I feel is my job is always just to be honest in the moment so sometimes I have to take a breath and go what am I feeling right now and what I was feeling was embarrassed that it didn't do well needed to call it out and they they laughed so hard when I said that because they all know like this was not what we wanted you didn't give us what we came here expecting you gave us something but it wasn't uh, you know it wasn't what we expect from you know Nikki Glaser whatever that is except um, my besties by the way, like my besties were, there. so there were some besties there. There was another, there was a mommy there from Your Mom's House podcast. Comedy fans and my fans, comedy fans in general are the fucking best. And they understand the process. They are the, the ones that come to every show and support comedians and are like part of the community and like friends with us. Like uh, it's, this girl came alone from the um, Your Mom's House podcast. She's just like, she's like, I'm a mommy. You're a mom. And she's like, you're a mommy. So I like love you. And she's like, I came here to support Tom. We'll come out anytime to support you. And it was so cute because during in the middle of it, uh, I started talking about Louie and I got some like jeers. I was like, it was either like, yeah, or like I couldn't tell if they were against what I was saying or, or positive. And so at some point I go, are you like disagree? Is, is this in, in favor of me of what I'm saying or like against me? And she goes, we love it. And I was like, and then she got yelled at for saying that. And she goes, she asked me. And I go, next time you you yell out. If I ask you, you always yell out. But I want to shout out to both of them. Jess, uh, Jess was so sweet. It was funny because I was like hiding in the side of the parking lot with my mom as we waited for our Uber. And I didn't really want to talk to the audience or be... Not that I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want them to, because after you don't do so well, people kind of like try not to look at you. It's so awkward. I've when I used to bomb back in the day and be no, like no one knew who I was. Was I was the middle act? I would have to stand out in the lobby and like I would always hide because I didn't want people to be like feel sorry for me, you know. And uh, and so I was standing there with my mom and trying not to make eye contact with anyone, trying not to hear anyone talking about how I wasn't that they like, you know, because when you see five comedians, six comedians, you want to go. I liked him best. She was the worst. Like you want to rank them. Uh, even I do that on a show. So I didn't want to hear any discussions that people have when they leave a show. Like when I leave a movie, I'm always like, I didn't like it. But I'm, I never think the director might be walking out of Werenberg Theater in De Pere in 1998 and, and like didn't like my opinion about 
I don't know, fucking Patch Adams. But it, I, the artists are lingering. I fam- infamously heard a girl in a bathroom stall one time say she didn't like my, she goes, I don't know, I like that last girl, but the girl that, and I go, stop talking, stop talking. I'm in the stall and I told her to stop talking. She goes, I go, I'm in here, I'm in here. I go, you, I know I, you're entitled to your opinion. I just don't want to hear it. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And I go, it's okay, babe, but we're among you. We are, we, we walk among you. I'm in the same building. You saw me walk on stage. This is an establishment where I don't have a special bathroom. I have to like, so sometimes in the bathroom and I, I at shows where I have to use the same bathroom as the crowd. And by have to, I mean like, not that I'm like, I'm better, but like, there's not a green room bathroom. Uh, I always shut my ears and I go, so I don't hear anyone talk bad about me or good really, because the good is never good enough. All that bullshit. Um, but so Jess, bestie Jess was talking out and she was like, she was like, Nikki, I love you. Or said something like that. And she was like, Oh no, she, I listen to your podcast. I love you. And I go, Oh my God, thank you. And she goes, um, I, I, I've heard you talk about things on the podcast. She said something like, I've I heard a lot of the podcast on there. I like knew the places you were going and like had the inside track. And I was like, you fucking get it. And I was like, you're definitely going to hear me talk about that set on the podcast tomorrow. And she goes, it, she goes, it was great. You know, she said it was great. It was, she was like so excited. There was no disappointment in her eyes. She was so sweet. And, um, and I was just like, thanks bestie. And I asked her name and I said, I'll give you a shout out. So Jess, if you're listening, which I know you are, thank you so much for that. It made me feel so good and very cool in front of my mom. And then another best, or then another girl from your mom's house, she chatted with us for a while and was so sweet. And I was just like, God, comedy fans are the best. They just like, they're our friends. Like they don't have to do comedy to be, if they appreciate good comedy and good podcasts, they're one of us and they just have different jobs. And I just feel like we're a community. It's not like comedians against their fans. It can be all together. And I just, honestly, Taylor Swift has taught me that. Like she's friends with her fans. She invites them in. She has them over to her house for listening parties. Like you got to bring them in because they are, it's not to show your appreciation and be like, thank you for liking me. It's like, you need to, they're they they are your friends and like the way I feel about Taylor Swift I feel very connected to her in a way that if I was talking about like if she if something happened to her like this weekend and I almost started crying because I was and my parents were probably like my I know my dad really rolls his eyes about my love for Taylor Swift even though I'm like you literally feel the same way about the Beatles but he would be like you could compare those and I'm like yes you could actually she's going to be as remembered as the Beatles and you're just old and um but I I was like if she if something happened to her I like it, I would definitely cry and be de- as devastated as a family member or a friend and I know that's ridiculous but it's or might seem ridiculous to you but it's it's it is just true I would almost prefer a family member or friend to die over Taylor Swift because I rely on her to survive so much I found out the re-release of Red her my the first album I fell in love with with Taylor Swift um, she's re-releasing her own version uh, in order to gain, you know, uh, contr- like to own her own shit. She's releasing Taylor's version of Red. It's coming in November, and I literally wrote on my story. I go, gotta live, t- gotta survive till November, and that's not like mental health. Like, don't kill yourself. I mean, it used to mean that way for me, but now it means like I look both ways when I'm crossing the street a little bit more. I just gotta be around. She's releasing. Like 10 new songs that were written for Red. This girl is prolific as fuck. She wrote 10 new songs and she's releasing a 10 minute version of All Too Well, which is everyone's favorite song that has the F word in it, apparently. Taylor Swift fans are freaking the fuck out. 
the, the she released the album cover for Taylor's version Red, which is looks like the original Red thing, but it's more mature version. And fans are freaking out because that picture we've already seen. We didn't see that picture, but we saw that photo shoot during the Evermore promo. And we're like, but Evermore was in black and white. So we didn't know that it was a red lip and a red beret. It was the same. Like, and we're all like, oh my God, she was redding us the whole time. And now it was like, I know you guys are like, Nikki, chill out. But it was, I just love her interaction with fans. And I want the same kind. I want Easter eggs with fans. I want inside jokes. I want you guys to be trying to piece together the little hints I'm dropping you. So you know which guy I'm talking about with me without me having to tell you which guy. So that that guy doesn't get actually mad. And I want, you guys are like, I drop you hints all the time. And I just, I treat you like my friends and I hope you appreciate it. And if you're new to the podcast, you might be like, I'm not ready for this friendship. Well then get ready because it's it's starting. But also at the same time, we just have a, a, a great time on the show. And um, I did, uh, Jess actually wrote me on, um, Jess, our uh, Bessie wrote me and I'll share that um, with Andrew when we get him in here. Uh, Andrew! He's in, he's, he's in Connecticut, but maybe you can hear me from here. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's Ultimate Girl Bomb Grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? I think I would spend that time doing some like inner work. I would probably devote it to therapy because therapy is like one of the most important things in my life. What you might not know is that therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It helps you focus on like what's really making you happy, what's really driving you. Talking with someone who has no agenda except to be there for you professionally to listen to you. I just can't tell you how valuable it is. I've benefited so much from therapy. I could talk about it all day long, but I only have a couple more seconds. So let me tell you, the best way to get started is BetterHelp. You know this. There's no more excuses not to go to therapy anymore. It's affordable. You can do it all online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to BetterHelp, you can fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist, you can just ghost them. No one's going to care. It's amazing how this works. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glazer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glazer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Nick. How How's are it going? You? I'm good. I'm good. It feels like forever since we talked. I know. We really have not texted or anything. We haven't talked since um, I left last week and, um, or since the podcast, actually. Uh, where are you again? Is it Connecticut? Yeah, I'm in a place called Greenwich, Connecticut, where rich people come to murder poor people, I think. It's a very <laughs> Illuminati here. You drive past these houses, and it doesn't make sense, these homes. I mean, it's wild. Um, well, what doesn't make sense is I just found out that that that... Your dad, instead of flying to Connecticut, because he's scared of flying, even though he won't admit it publicly, he decided to, I thought he was renting a Sprinter van to like drive from Florida to Connecticut, which is a 24-hour drive. He bought a Sprinter van instead of, you said, instead of two plane tickets. He bought a Sprinter van. Dude, he I mean, this thing, you sent me pictures of it. It's it's like 120 Gs. It's, this is insane. My dad. This is absurd. My my dad, first of all, my stepmom doesn't want it. She wants to fly. She, she was complaining that they got stuck in traffic by D.C. on 95. Apparently, that's horrible traffic. Don't you right. dare go by there ever again. She got stuck in traffic one time. Don't ever go that way. 95 is the devil. But anyways, right. yes. Well, next time they drive from Florida to Connecticut, they'll take the um, scenic route, and they won't try to go through, cut through D.C. I, I can't understand i'm trying to think of other modes of transportation other that he could have spent 120 120 or 150 he could have got a private uh a private train he could have flown him he could have taken flying lessons and flown himself he could have gotten elon musk to give him a piggyback ride he probably could have um, teleported a, yeah i honestly i think the technology is there and he could have found a way to make it happen it's absurd and i love it and that's your family how is family time uh it's it's fantastic how'd you in, sleep until last it night? isn't i'm on an air mattress which this is the most amazing thing about an air mattress it's great 
when you fall asleep on it, it's firm. And then you slowly deflate. What the happens night. in the night? Is it a ghost? Um, what happens? No, you know? there's slight leaks in it. I mean, that means that there's tiny, <laughs> tiny leaks. <laughs> But, but wouldn't a tiny leak just like right away you would know like why no, is an air mattress it's half seeping filled? out um and then you wake up and your butt is on the floor and it's like you're on a swimming pool raft i know i know um so, why so, are you in an air mattress in greenwich connecticut you're the only man on an air mattress in greenwich fucking connecticut where literally the elite the one percent the one percent of the one percent live in greenwich i just want to be humble Nikki. you know Wait, yeah what's up with noah I noticed something on Andrew's Instagram story. Please. Do you have sheets on your air mattress? No. Your dad was using it as a mouse no, pad. No, no, no. And it looked First like you were not. Don't not you, Noah, don't you dare. You come in to call me out on my sheets. First of all, uh, the kids, It's just, I'm in the playroom slash living room. So the kids, every day I leave my room, I come back, and there's four kids playing on my bed. Like right. it's like, you know. The like a bouncy castle. Like a bouncy castle. Yeah. Castle. Castle. That you came on. You know, five Come hours what are you prior. Doing? What are you ratting me out? Uh, and then you wiped it on the, <laughs> the carpet like old times. Uh, okay, so I the kids are playing on your cum, your cum uh, tarp. <laughs> My cum tarp. Dude, first of all, yes, no one else in, in Greenwich, Connecticut's on an air mattress. I like to stay humble. You know that. Also, yeah. they don't have a room for me because I'm the single brother. I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. I should just bring a girl or a blow-up doll so I get a fucking bed. I you need have a, a girlfriend now. It's, eventually, you'll probably tote her along to meet the fam, and they, they're they not going to put her on an air mattress. I can't believe they didn't have an extra room for you. How many? I, I should sleep in the Sprinter van in the engine. On, honestly, that would be a better <laughs> situation. So are you sleeping well on, on that? No. No. Yeah. Horrible. Because, because I wake up at my... So we're on Central Time. You know how I like to. You're sleeping uh, in their playroom. That's I'm, like sleeping yes. in the kitchen. So seven you know, in the morning, for someone I, who wakes I, up. I get woken up by Augie and Leo, and they punch me in my face. And then they yeah. go, wake up. And then Augie has learned jujitsu. Ask them what that feels like, because I just want to know what it feels like to punch you in the face. I've thought about so much, and I just want to hear how it, how it, how the knuckle on I would on let the, you punch me. I would never want to punch you. Um, I don't, it would hurt my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but but bless your heart. Um, but yeah, Augie knows jujitsu. So this morning he woke me up, and uh, I literally opened my eyes. He goes, he looks at me in the eyes. He goes, "Can I choke you out?" Oh my god! Can I choke That's you? So- can I choke you out? And I go, Augie, I'm not even awake to get choked out. You can can't I choke you cho- out. <laughs> That's so cute. And I you don't, probably came over there. I know. I'm like, God, I've, I, I got to put down my cum tarp. <laughs> and the name Augie does not make me think of a little boy. Augie sounds like an old man to me. Really? So, Augustus. Well, Augie's, like an, Augie's one of those names that like is coming back. It's like more of an old, like a name you'd associate like in the 90s. And Aug, there's no like young Augies. Um, so I go, I love uh, it. I go to him. I go, no, you can't choke me out. And my worry, honestly, is he's really good at jujitsu for his age. And Noah, like when he's 13, he'll be able I'm going to wake up with an arm bar and my bone will be like, I got your bone out of your skin. (laughs) Like, like that's how good of a fighter. Like, it's crazy what these kids can do. I would love that if if my nephew Arlo was like, can I choke you out? (laughs) Because I'd be like, oh, my God, you want to hug my neck? Like, I would just take it as whatever affection I could get. Um Let me just read you. Do your kids wait? Have you ever slept over at your sister or brother-in-law's? Yeah, they don't. They don't like me. It's not like they do. Like like Poppy and Arlo ask. Poppy asks for me sometimes, and it's so cute. 
But then I got over to her place one time and I was holding, she ran into me and I was holding her and um, she kept going, Nick, where's Nikki? And I was like, it's me. And and then I go, oh, you mean, Lu-? she?" Kept, and my sister goes, no, she's saying Luigi. And I go, oh my God, I think she's always asking for Luigi. It's oh not me. God. It's so cute. But I went over there. Oh my God, Andrew, it was so cute. We I went over there the last time and Arlo has been kind of, you know, they, they fight a lot. It's a four-year-old and a two-year-old and Poppy's too. And Arlo will like throw balls at her head like they're a little <laughs> abusive because they're kids or whatever and poppy will hit him and then he'll hit her a lot more hard because he doesn't understand so i went over or he and does I said, understand yeah exactly so that's a he, way scarier um, thing isn't i it? really hate when around christmas time when we say santa's watching and then suddenly he's a, like a good boy because of this threat that doesn't even he's gonna find out someday it's a lie so i said to him i go arlo so i go i brought he because I brought over a bag and I said, I have I have a present for you. And I, I just had this little deer figurine that I found in a box. And I'm like, oh, Arlo, <laughs> this is just something to give him when I come over there. And um, and I brought Poppy a scrunchie because she just likes like pretty little like hair things. And um, I go, I have a present for you, but um, I'm going to talk to your mom first and hear how you've been, if you've been a nice boy. And if, if, you, if I get a report, then you can have it. When I leave, I'll give it to you. And he kept being like, when are you leaving? And I go, okay, actually, if you ask me when I'm leaving, I'm going to move in and I'm never going to leave. I go, every time you ask me if I'm, when I'm leaving, I'm seriously going to stay an hour longer. So that's not going to work for you. And I go, Am I, and I felt a little weird about bribing him to be good, but I go, it's the same thing as the Santa stuff. This is year round. And also I'm real. I will give you a present. And I go, I go, here's the deal, Arlo. I, for the rest of the time, you and I know each other. Who not like for your whole life? I go. I will bring a present every time I see you. Every single time I have a present for you, but you will only get it if I get a report that you've been nice to Poppy. So you're um, Santa now. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he goes. Wait one second. Uh, I think this wait. is how Santa Claus got started. What you're doing to, to Arlo? You're but taking I the exist. place of Santa. Yeah, I exist. <laughs> I'm making you? a list and I'm checking it twice. <laughs> and if he throws a ball at Poppy's head, he ain't getting a little figurine deer that I dug out of a box that I would have thrown away anyway. <laughs> Like you can bring a kid any like a little thing like a trinket and is as a prize you know like a piece of candy or whatever. So I go I can I can follow through on this it'll be fun because I'll start collecting toys to like have in my box to give him every time I go over, and it's just like a fun thing. But it's contingent on like you have to be a good boy. So we sat down and I'm holding Poppy and I'm trying to explain it. We start running through scenarios of like okay when Poppy does this what how could you what would you do to respond uh, like what what are you gonna do in this scenario, and so we go. You know, um, when Poppy hits you, what do you do? And he goes, be nice. And I go, yeah, but isn't there a part of you that you probably want to hit her back? Because she hit you, right? That makes sense. Like, you hit her. That makes sense. I think that, that is, that's the way you've been doing it. And that's like, okay, that makes sense. And I go, but guess what, Arlo? Poppy's a little, little baby. And we have to protect her because she's stupider than you. Because when you get older, you get smarter. And so she's kind of dumb right now because she's a baby all babies are dumb i go you were a dumb baby once and guess what we did we didn't let any boys throw balls at your head ever we never let them do that because you're a little baby and we need to protect you we need to all work together because you're so babies are so dumb we need your help to be you're so smart you gotta you gotta when poppy hits it's because she's a she's stupid and my sister's kind of like, what? And I'm like, but she's going to get smart, but you have to teach her how to be as smart as you. And I was like, okay, so when Poppy wants, my sister goes, okay, what about when you're eating um, some goldfish and Poppy sticks her hand in the bag and wants some? What do you do? 
and he he went and grabbed the goldfish and then just like gives them to her and and it was really cute and I was like yeah so he's just trying to like get check these off but I thought that was a good way to break through to him because he goes were you because he's always asking us about who were babies he goes I was a baby and I go you were a baby and he goes are you a baby and I go yeah, and he goes, you want me to choke you out? No, uh, he goes... Uh, so by his theory, I'm smarter than you? Is that what you're saying? Because I'm older? Yeah, and I, you have you're to protect You're dumb. You're a little dumb baby. Because I'm a dumb little baby. I mean, and this is all very sexual for me, too. I love playing the character of Poppy in bed, unfortunately. Um, I'm a dumb baby. You don't you get the goldfish, Please Nikki. throw balls at my head. <laughs> there goes my social life. Okay. There goes my social life. Clueless. Um, oh, oh my God. Speaking of oh, Clueless, yeah. did I tell you I saw Brecken Meyer the other day? Who I was is at that? a show. Who is that? Um, he plays uh, uh, the skateboard like burnout stoner oh, guy. Yeah. On he was in that, so many things. For he had a butt yeah, cut. He's, yeah, yeah. And he he's always awesome. wore, He's like, been in a yeah. million things. He, Brecken Meyer. He's definitely very famous. And I, he's at the other night at the comedy store. I walk over to go, Hey, will you like me? I'm gonna do ten minutes, not fifteen. The show was running late, and I was tired. And I walk over the booth, and I go, Is that a butt? I'm like, is that Brecken Meyer? And they go, I don't know. I go, I love you. And it, like from I stage, think Eric, from stage, Eric Griffin's on stage. No, this was oh. on the side of the room. Oh, and I okay. go, I love you. And he kind of was like, and I go, I love you. I love you. <laughs> and he was like, oh, thanks. And I was like, ah, ah. and then I, I, and then literally Andrew said, was like Nikki Glazer?" And I just like ran up on stage. So I'm like, okay, good. He thinks the girl that said, I love you is not in, like he, he didn't know who he was, but it was, I seeing a guy that was on clueless. Did he have long um, bug cut hair still? He looks the same age. I mean, like, like and I don't even know him from, I, re, I know him from, um, he was in Seth Green's film that I watched. Remember that movie we watched where they go to Thailand? It was a great movie. Seth Green, I forget what it was. Yeah. Oh, Breckenmeyer. He's so cute. I once saw him at um, uh, a uh, cafe God, he's, he's as well. He's more but handsome I say, now. I know. He looks honest. fucking great. Yeah. He was also in the the, the show with uh, Zach Morris, with, uh, Mall Park, my best friend Mark Paul, um, Rizzoli and Isles or whatever that show was, you know, uh, Breck, uh, Birch and Brainstorm. I don't know what it was called. Birch and Brainstorm sounds like a, a legging line that would be promoted to me on Instagram. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> I said I love you to him. It was so much fun. God, Andrew, I have so much stuff to tell you. I'm sure you have so much stuff to tell yeah, me. Yeah, no, we, we got all week. We got oh, all wait, week. Can I just share one second? I said I was going to do it. Jess, one of our besties who I ran to the parking lot last night, she sent a DM to our account, and I just want to say uh, the nice things she said about us. One second. Noah, let me find your DM. Nikki, I'm the bestie who said hi in the parking lot after your show at Supernova. I'm in LA from Chicago and truly believe I manifested one, seeing you perform, and two, meeting you during this trip. Anyway, I just want to emphasize how much I admire and look up to you. I've dabbled in stand-up and just started my own podcast, and you are someone I look to as an example. The way you're authentically yourself, un unapologetic, risk-taking, and bold, it pushes me to be unafraid to do the same. So sweet. Watching you try out new material tonight, material that I've heard you talk through on the podcast was so incredible i learned a ton by following you and i needed to make sure to thank you for doing so uh doing that so vulnerably you inspire people whether you realize it or not thank you and i love you bestie you too noah and andrew Aww. or andrew and noah he, she put you first and, uh, let's 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 um Andrea. will you look up noah what jess's podcast is because shout out to everyone who uh supported uh bestie lisa um lisa doll who has an only fans and is a um suicide girl um that's what people call me too because they talk yeah. about it so much but uh you should i love bestie besties supporting besties <laughs> it was so nice she wrote that she got she got people signing up for only fans from my mention on the podcast so you know 
let's let's I love the idea of promoting besties doing cool stuff. So we'll find out Jess's podcast and we'll have it for the final thought and let you know about her new podcast. And it's cool to support new podcasts because it's cool to get on the ground floor of something. I'll, I'll tell you that. And Jess seemed fucking cool as shit. Oh, you have it, Noah. You want to just well, should we I do it now? I can't wait for a guy to say, hey, Andrew, you're great in that thing on that thing. Oh, by the way, I sell spark plugs. It's like, no, you can't. No, yeah, we're, we're not, not going to promote anything. If you're, yeah, if, yes, we, but uh, we'll if I do meet it. you and you, we'll, we'll let you know. No, do you want to do it now or later? No, uh, later. Let's just do it now. Yeah. Because who knows where this show's yeah. going to go. It's called, it's uh, at Peking Podcast. Peking. P A K? Or is it about China? P E A K. K I N G. Yeah, it's a self help podcast. Peking. That doesn't take itself love too it. seriously. Oh, love it. So tra- check out the Peking podcast from Bestie Just. Let's get into the news. Eh, you heard it here yeah. first. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. I mean, just this is a class. I, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with all the sound bites from our show. I hope people also love our our theme songs no I, it makes me really happy especially when i don't hear for four days i hope you had a great weekend and had all the swells out there um i know we did uh, i did we really did i think we had, oh my god we're gonna I come back even stronger together in our new podcast studio should we talk about oh it maybe god. later yeah okay. we'll have video up soon you guys all right so first story folks a webcam that takes photos on top of a national park in austria every 20 minutes captured a couple having sex and publishing software posted it online you know why they posted mm. it because they didn't get facial recognition because they were doing doggy style so it was just the guy oh so it didn't know it was people oh my god <laughs> they where thought is it was this? like two goats <laughs> where was this in Austria. Oh my God. And so it's right from, be- it's literally if you were behind the man about, I would say, uh, it's a it's a blurry photo. It almost looks like, I was watching Bigfoot photo- footage last night because my friend believes in Bigfoot and told me that it's like, it's, and this person is a smart person who I trust and he believes in Bigfoot and he was showing me Bigfoot fo- footage from cameras like this where they like, you know, yeah. they're on a, an eagle's nest and they're like, oh, you can watch baby eagles and then in the background a Bigfoot watch by. That guy, it's directly behind this pale ass cop. Austrian dude yeah. and he's doggy sound. The girl, you can't even see her. It looks like he's... um. Playing, uh, you know, what's that game where you spin the thing and you put one hand on red dot? Oh, Twister. 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 It looks like he's playing Twister on a towel. I mean, what's great is it's every 20 minutes. So were they fucking for, you know, 21 minutes or were they fucking, you know... I wonder oh, right. how long, you know, like if it's every if you 20. caught it both times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I love this and good for them. And I wonder, yeah, you can't see who that guy is. That could be anyone. But or he maybe lost a contact and he's on his because you can't see the girl. And he's just he got naked to look for his contact. Man, I did. a sh- Yeah, I got. Uh, this makes you want a better way to find it. <laughs> this makes you want to get up there, huh? See, um, the, see the world. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's changing everything. I think about hiking and travel. Um. Bring it on. Um, I mean, I, it's I, so that's what funny. I did say. Like, I want to go bang out in the. That's why Noah put that in there. God damn it. Oh my it, God. You know how so many Google good. Maps? There's probably someone giving a, like, a blowjob through a window of a house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to start. That, that's, that's what you need to do in your life. Start combing around Google. There's this really fun thing called. Um, it's a fun game where you. It's a map of the world. They they pick a random Google map image of like a road, like a dot, you know, like you, okay, you know yeah, when you put yeah. a dot and then they show the scene and you have to guess, you go back to the map of the world and you try to guess 
where in the world this is. And then it shows you how many miles you get. And it's like a game. I love this game. It's so fun. Let I'll, I'll, In the final thought, I will tell you what that website is. Because it's. Uh, I heard someone talk about it the other day. It's so fun to play. And it's uh, when you get it close, when you're within like... A thousand miles, which for the world is like close. You're like, fuck yeah, you know. And yeah. you try to guess by like, that definitely looks like a different. It's not America, so it's it's just it's really fun. So we'll we'll tell you about that. Yeah, there's um, full on genocide happening. I know this. Yeah. I know this genocide town. I mean, um, also it's mostly water. So yeah, oh my are God. you playing? <laughs> I wonder if they have Google, <laughs> like Google Maps, or like you can see Google Earth in like you know Yemen. Where there's I like know. billions of starving kids. I know. Oof. They probably don't. So I'm guessing don't click on Yemen when yeah, don't, uh, or you're don't guessing. Call, yeah, don't guess Yemen. I would guess probably France. Yemen. Huh? I said Yemen like 18 times and then you said Yemen. I said Yemen. I was agreeing and you, with you. Yemen. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, man. Um, let's get to the next story. All right, the next story, it's a doozy. A woman yeah. thanks a Florida bartender who saved her and her friend from being hit on by a creep by passing them a note disguised as a receipt. The receipt said, if this guy is bothering you, put your ponytail on the other side of your shoulder and I will have him removed. He's giving me the creeps. I mean, He's giving this guy, me the creeps, he said. Yeah. And this guy, there's a picture of this guy. She goes, this man was harassing me and my friend, and the bartender passed this note to me, acting like it was my receipt. Legit the type of bar- legit the type of bartender everyone needs. Love it. So cute. Here's the thing. Flip your ponytail to the side. What if you were like, but this look doesn't like, it's the side <laughs> pone, like it doesn't. What if like you're, you have a short little bun or something and you can't get it over there or... Um, I, the, the, it just doesn't I go with the I will say though that the mere yeah. fact that he even had to guess it, there's no way this girl, or that he had that he noticed this guy was a creep. There's no way this girl was enjoying it. No one. I've never once been seen well, a guy hit of- on a girl and been like she's annoyed and been like, do I need to ask her for help? But but actually that's true because sometimes people are like, do you want me to get you away from this guy? And I'm like, I love this guy, <laughs> Carlisle. Carlisle yesterday was telling people at a party or the other night at Ben Glee's party, she was telling about some um, comedian she's been trying to like protect. She's friends with him, but she knows how annoying he is. So she goes, you don't understand. She was telling someone, she goes, for years, I've been trying to keep him away from Nikki and protect her so she doesn't have to meet this guy because he's so annoying. I've been, for years, I've been, Nikki, you don't even know the efforts I've made, but somehow it finally happened and I come up and Nikki, he's got Nikki in a corner and he's talking to her. And I was like, oh, no, I failed. And I didn't even know she was keeping me from this guy. And she goes, and I walked up, and uh, and Nikki finally got free. And I go up, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I go, I love that guy. And she's like, so I don't know what to do with you. And I go, that guy was fucking great. And I go, literally, Carlisle, anyone who you're friends with who might be annoying, I'm going to like. I have annoying friends. I'm annoying. But if, if it's a good person and he's annoying, I'm going to like you. But it was just so funny that... Was it so brick, many times people was it think brick I'm in or whatever his name was? Huh? No, it's just funny if it was like some like gorgeous man that you would definitely date, and she's like, I gotta keep him away. Yes, was he? Cute? Because I do have different tastes in. in was people. the guy cute? No, he's just a he's just like an overly like excited open micer kind of not even open micer like comic, but he's sweet. And uh, I hear he's funny, and I just love his enthusiasm. Uh, he's just great. So just, I, she had it wrong, and I go, I go, don't protect me. I go, I can protect myself. I really appreciate it, but don't go to valiant efforts behind my back to protect me from someone. I'm a big girl, and I go, that's really nice, but don't do that. I'm sure and, someone's and protecting I ask you from for Carlisle. 
you know? Yeah, I go, can I get him to hang out with me more so I don't have to talk to you? Carla was so funny the other night. But, I love her so much. Um, she, um, oh, we went ahead, to Ben Glebe's party. Yeah. Uh, and on Saturday night, so much fun. I, I can't even believe, I will be telling you about Ben Glebe's party for the rest of time. We, he had a birthday party that I co-hosted. I have to, um, and that means like I'm, I offered to pay for a lot of, like, uh, I, I want to pay for all of it because it was just such a fun night. My parents had a great time. He had a food truck. He had um, bartenders, a doorman. He had a scavenger. Like he had a, a map of the party that he printed up that was a scavenger hunt that if someone found the treat at the end of the party, he had a, a weird room that had like a, a shed like thing that was decked out with like a Moroccan theme with pillows and amazing lighting with candles that people were like hanging out in this room he had a heated pool that was heated like a like a hot tub it was a hot tub pool it was amazing he had amazing like floats all the different kinds of floats you'd want he had i mean it goes on and on this party it was a karaoke room a dance room um a photo booth how many people were there i think probably 150 over the course of the night do you think was sex great. was happening at the house? No, it wasn't that, kind, that of kind of party. It was, it was so much fun. I stayed. I stayed up until six a.m. <laughs> I left at six. I was not drunk or high. Obviously, like I was high, but like I, sm- I don't like to smoke weed at night. It, like I've been smoking weed all day, and it energizes me. And then at night, I'm like, it's like doesn't. I doesn't. So I was just like having a good time. And um, I'll tell you what. My mom goes, why were, because they, my mom wanted to stay. She left at 2.30 because my dad was like, I got to leave in the morning. My mom's staying out here, by the way, so she can go with me tomorrow to um, a shoot that I'm doing. Uh, and she's being my emotional support animal for that shoot. And because um, it's going to be a triggering day. I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. Fashion egg. And so I, um, <laughs> so my mom left and she was like oh we left and and you like was it so much fun what'd you guys do and i go i stayed up till six and she goes nikki you never stay up to sex and i go i know that is the power where were you at six boy oh there we <laughs> talking go. to a cute boy i go I, and you know he was drunk and I, I everyone there is drunk and when you're sober you just don't realize how less cool people are that you love when they're drunk but i i remember talking to him and he's you know he was being like, you know, drunk people, they like talk louder and they like say they repeat themselves a lot. And I remember being like, I wouldn't tolerate this from literally any like it could be Tom Hanks. And I would go, I need to leave. But a boy that is really attractive who I like just want to. And he was drunk. So he's like, you know, touching me a lot. And like, um, like I was just like, I will. I started hearing the birds chirp. I'm like, I thought it was 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. And I go, that's the power of a handsome man, mom. That's Were you why staying I was up awake until- with the idea of like, oh, maybe we'll make out or maybe we'll- No, 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 no. Just, he tried just, to kiss me and I okay. said, no, I, I go, no, 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 no. I go, try that when you're sober, but no, no. Did you, and, uh, have you talked to him since? Yeah, yeah. Nice. We hung out last night. Mm. What? Yeah. Ooh. I'll tell you who later. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, no, I just like really want to explore of, of I just want to be this person's friend. We're both going through um breakups and like we're both like really getting out of something that we both like fell in love for the first time in our lives and we're both coming out of it and like processing like wait, I didn't know you could feel that way and now what do we do? And it's kind of interesting. So it's nice because we've we've known each other forever and always had a flirtation and now it's just kind of like I definitely don't want to enter into anything new, but it's just like, but the thing is what's nice about it is like, I just like to touch people that I care about and like intimately. And it feels weird to do that with like girlfriends. Like sometimes with girlfriends, I'll like hold their hand or stuff like that. But, um, 
like like holding a guy's hand it doesn't mean to mean I hope he calls me the next day or he doesn't need to freak out like Nikki wants to be my girlfriend it's like I just go can I just like can we just like touch because I just I miss touching someone and it like uh, and it feels good and like this doesn't have to mean anything like literally we don't even have to this doesn't even mean something romantic like I just mm -hmm. we, we hung out last night we were just like talking in the lobby of my hotel because I just didn't want to put it in a situation where it was like in the in my room and so we were just like we're in the lobby of my hotel because we got kicked out of the bar because it closed and i was just like can you just like sit next to me and we can touch i mean we were touching last night because you were drunk and like very handsy and it was awesome but like i didn't say that but um and it was just nice to like touch and be like can we just be honest like this doesn't have to mean anything it's just we could literally be two friends that are like touching Obviously, there's more to it than that, but it was just so nice, and um, I just feel for the first time, uh, like I'm. Uh, he's someone that I've always pursued and been like, I want him to like me so bad, and now I'm like, I'm just in a place with him because he's my friend. Where I'm like, uh, oh, like I don't even know if I want this. Let's go super duper slow, like the slowest. I have no, I have no agenda, and it's like so freeing to be like. I don't even know why I'll see you again. I'm not trying to like stay in town longer so I can hang out longer. It's just like, yeah, yeah. This Let it is happen like, organically. It, does, it shouldn't Be happen patient. right now because yeah. I am like heartbroken still a little bit coming out of it more and more every day. I'm like, I don't even honestly liking a new person takes you out of it so much. Well, maybe if you um, have, if you have sex with the guy, maybe, story. maybe you have your mom in the room to be there for you. Yeah, my mom's staying in town and my dad left and my mom is so cute. She goes, did you hook up with that? I told your dad when we left, that boy likes Nikki. He, they're going to hook. I hope she doesn't hook up with him because he's, you know, he was drinking and he wasn't like belligerent or anything, yeah. but like she was just like, I hope she, he, he, I can tell he likes her and she likes him. And, and the next day she goes, what happened with him? And I go, nothing. He tried to kiss me and I was like, no. And it was like, when he tried to kiss me, I was like. Thank you. I love, and we've kissed before. I like, oh, you know. I know it is. It was like eight years ago or something, forever ago, and we kissed. And I liked him so much and wanted him to be my boyfriend. I even told him the other night. I go, if you would have been like, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend, I would have been like, ew. So I'm glad you didn't. And I honestly hated you for so long for it because I was like, why would you kiss me and hang out with me and like me so much and not want to be my boyfriend? And I was like, I literally tried to like, I probably tried to destroy you as much as I could and like not be nice to you and punish you and I just like don't ever want to do that again I don't even want to do that to the person that just broke my heart like I don't want to be the type of girl that I like being the Taylor Swift of comedy and like working out my frustrations with men and my feelings with men in my art but I don't want them to hear it and go I feel bad about myself and uh, because I just want especially Dude, someone that I you, used to love I hope that they have a good life like, but for you you don't want to stay spiteful it's so much energy and it takes away from your shine to yeah, feel negative it's just not a good look when people hear you bitching and being a, like moaning and calling a guy gay because he didn't like you or saying he you know whatever it is and and that's just me you know making a joke but like having being like a bitch about it like I, when I used to date a vegan guy and I hated him I would like make it and I wasn't even vegan myself but I used to go like oh he's vegan uh, having sex with him was like we we would scissor like I made it like oh he must be a lesbian because he's vegan and it was just like it was just because I was hurt you know and it's just not a good look so I can be funny about guys that hurt me in ways that aren't like spiteful and um and that is a good place to be in. and it's nice to tell this person like I used to destroy any guy that hurt me intentionally or unintentionally I used to like have I want I wanted their life to be hell and I don't and I can tell you that and so that might be like 
oh God, I don't want to be around this girl that yeah. has done that. She and she might just be saying she's yeah, doing but it. You being but it was honest nice to be about, honest. I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. I really don't. And it was just nice. And he wasn't like, it was just not like I. I, it's not even like I like a guy romantically. I just like a person and like like them as a friend that I like to have them touch my leg and try to kiss me. Um, but the thing I was going to say about the drunk before we get to the f- final story, Carlisle was freaking out the other night at the party because she was drinking. And when we met, she was sober and we've always smoked pot together, but like she just started drinking again and she doesn't, it's not like ruining her life like it used to. And, but she gets a little, everyone gets louder and more and and repeats themselves those are the two things and kind of stupider and you don't like and they don't understand when you talk to them as much they don't that's the things that happen when people get a little bit drunk is you have to they, they get more stupid they get more like poppy you remember yeah. poppy my stupid fucking they'll niece, take your goldfish without baby. asking yeah yeah you throw balls at their heads and um but Carlyle goes, we we're on the way home because I had to get a ride home from Radu Bondar. Shout out to Radu. I love you so much. Uh, he gave me a ride home from the party because you cannot get Ubers past 4 a.m., which I didn't know. So I was stranded in the valley. Radu gives me a ride home. I'm in the worst mood because I'm tired and I'm mad that I stayed up till sunup. Um, I'm like, I, I was just in a bad mood. And, and it wasn't because of the boy or anything. I was just like, oh, I'm so disgusting. Why did I stay up all night? Like, I have to get up early tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and Carlos in the backseat, like, Oh, the, the seatbelt didn't work Wait, in the backseat. Wait, Carlisle seat. stayed awake till 6 a.m. too just because yeah, you were still there? Yeah, she was there. We went swimming and stuff. Yeah, okay. we were just hanging okay. out. It was all so right, fun. Right, it was right. The party was still kicking till 8 a.m. Like oh Ben God. was still making drinks for people. He's so fun. So Carlisle was like, because I, I was talking about how annoying drunk people were and on the way home and Carlisle was like, I just feel like I just like didn't even want to be around you because you're like, you're going to hate me. And I was like, babe, I will never hate you. Like I don't, it's not going to happen. Like, yes, you're a little bit more annoying, but I, you were avoiding me. I didn't even know she was at the party because she was avoiding me because she was drinking. And I go, and I was a little annoyed at some stuff that she, like my mom got a little drunk. My, like the guy I was talking to was a little drunk. I was annoyed at everyone that got a little drunk, including Carlisle. But it was, it's not, I go, I can always, I'm going to let it slide tomorrow. Nothing you're going to do is going to make me not want to be friends with you. And she, we were driving home and she was like, ugh, I'm going to fucking, wake up tomorrow and have so much anxiety and feel so bad about how I acted tonight. And I woke up at like 11 the next day and I sent her a voice memo that was like, I need to let you know that I love you are great and you are so funny and so fun. And when you get a little drunk, you are not a bad person. You are not embarrassing. Let yourself off of the hook. You had fun last night. And she was like, I needed to hear this. I'm like, I wish I would have woken up earlier to tell you because I was such a bitch last night that she probably thought I was mad at her. But I just want to say I love Carlisle Forrester. I would love if you would support her Patreon, Carlisle Forrester, and like follow her on Instagram. She's funny as fuck and she's hot as fuck. And she's one of my best friends. She's a hilarious comedian. And I would really appreciate you. And you will see how crazy and homeless and scary West Hollywood is because she films the alley that is outside her bedroom window. And there's fires and bums like shitting on the, you know, on the road right outside her window, which by the what way, is, what is I made a joke about homelessness on, on Bill Maher and I got some shit about it. Yeah, I saw that, but it wasn't even, it was funny. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck them. Next story. Alcohol though. Why do you think it, it hits you so hard? Because like just dealing why, with your mom be, being drunk no, when you were a kid? Because, or? Thanks for asking that because you know, I, because it makes people louder not listen to what I'm saying. I tell them stories that I have to repeat the next time I see them. They aren't, it's just your, your friends get dumb. 
Alcohol does not make you more fun. You get more fun because you're stupider. It doesn't give you courage, you guys. It doesn't You talk to the girl that you'd be scared to talk to because you're dumber. You know what dumb people... I was talking about this the other day. I get hit on and asked out in my DMs all the time by guys that are like, I saw you on Rogan. I just, I've never felt like, I've never heard someone talk the way you talk. I really, I know you like need a boyfriend. I would love to take you out. And this guy lives in Des Moines and is disgusting by the way like not attractive like it, it's it boggles my and, and i'm sorry to and say then the that, next like, day they write am, you hey i was drunk last night they have three kids like no, no no they have three uh, kids no they're sincerely shooting their shot and they're like when you're in town i would love to take you out and i go what in your mind thinks that i'm going to be your girlfriend you live first of all you live in des moines and your account is private so i can only see the weird close-up grainy photo of you with some weird you know, sunglasses that have like the the purple yeah. tint on that. Like, I would never date a guy. That, it's what me. You're insane to think that you like. And then the guys that I would go out with would never ask me out like that because they either are intimidated or like that's such a weird thing to do. So you only get. I tend to think, am I not aware of what I deserve? Is this what I deserve? Because it's only guys that look like that and talk like that that are asking me out. So I go, am I like a four? And I think I'm a comedy nine. And the truth is, I, it's not that I think it's those guys are dumb guys, and and not and I'm not being um, mean when I say dumb. They, you know, they just aren't. I'm not being um, what's it called when I'm being dumb right no, now. No, I get I what you're saying. No, I it's get not what negatively you're connotated. I when some, when I say someone's dumb. There's a beauty of not I'm having not awareness. I'm not as smart as Neil deGrasse Tyson. He yes. could call me dumb. Like if someone's less intelligent or like doesn't. So when you get dumber, when you drink, it makes you dumber and you take chances that these dumb guys take. And it does, it's not, and it, it may, some of that is good because that's what you really feel. But you know, I was with a guy on Saturday night who tried to kiss me and then I see him sober and he sits across the table from me catty corner as far as he can. Cause it's like, and, 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 uh, and I go, you're drunk. And, you know, that night I go, you're drunk. And like there, and, and he was like, no, I get honest when I'm drunk. And I'm like, I don't believe that because I think the honest person is the sober person being like, I'm not ready to make this move on her. I'm a little nervous. The nervousness is what sometimes you need to combat that and overcome your nerves. But that's your body telling you like, maybe hold on. So when you get dumber, when you drink, it's not actually courage. And that's what got me to quit drinking is to realize all the things I thought I was getting from drinking more social, more comfortable. I'm just more dumb because dumb people are comfortable and maybe that's a good thing. But when my friends drink, when my friends have more than 1.3 drinks, 1.3, they are up until 1.3 drinks. They are great. Literally the sip that makes it 1.34. <laughs> I, they get louder in my face. So it hurts my face, their breath. They're not aware of their breath stinking in my face. And, and this is not Carlisle. If you're listening, this is not about you. You always, I've never smelled your breath before ever. You always smell good. And, um, and they get and they don't remember the things you say and you have to repeat yourself a bunch. I don't judge them and I don't hate them, but it's my choice to leave. I would have left this party a lot sooner if the drunk guy I was talking to wasn't so freaking handsome and you know just like complex and I guess the only and interesting the, even despite yeah, being the only drunk thing that I would say is like sometimes I, I if I had a situation like that where the person was drunk and I wasn't drunk a little mm -hmm. bit of me would be like, gosh, I wish I was maybe had 1.5 drinks. So I, my inhibitions would be gone. So I'd have yes. a fun romp and I'd have a fun yeah. story of how I had sex in a shed or whatever. No, I and, totally agree and, with you. And then you just wake up and you kind of regret it. But I'm just saying like, those are like things That's like maybe you miss out on. 
Huh? When she was saying, oh my God, I asked, acted so stupid. I was so loud. I was probably so annoying, blah, blah, blah. Because she's hearing me talk about how annoying every drunk person is at the party on the way home. I'm just like bitching about like, because I was in a bad mood and I wasn't being very compassionate as I am now. So it's just like, I'm just, t- I can't be around my friends when they're drunk anymore. I just can't do it. Because they're just, it's not because I'm like, I want to be drunk. It's like, it just... It's just exhaust. It's like babysitting, you know. It's just like kind of being stuck in a bad conversation with someone you love, and um, and she goes, "I was such an idiot." I go, "Carlisle, everyone at that party was just as drunk as you are, and they're all having those thoughts about themselves. So let yourself off the hook. That yeah, when you go to a party and you act drunk, most people are drunk. Yeah, I'm the sober one judging you, but let me tell you, I anyone who gets drunk, I have been a drunk idiot before. One more story. The other night, and I hope. My parents don't hear this, but it's actually a good story. We're backstage at Supernova, and I'm bringing, I'm toting my parents along. It's the night before, it's the night before Bill Maher, and I'm doing three sets. It's just like a, from set to set, and we get to a set, and in the back of the room, Kevin Nealon walks into the door. My parents are huge Kevin Nealon fans. I mean, weeds down to SNL, like to his, they follow him on Instagram for his art, and my dad looks like Kevin Nealon. My dad has always reminded me of Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon walks in. They know I'm friends with him. And I'm like, Kevin fucking Nealon. I'm like, yes, you're here. And I like, I'll give him. And I'm like, these are my parents. And he's like, I know you guys. And he's just like so charming. And my dad's like, was like, we actually saw you perform at in Cincinnati in 19 whatever, 1901. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes, you probably don't remember. It was at Riverfront Downs. And, and he goes, I think it was that I was with Gary. And he was like, yep, Gary Shandling was in there. Like, yeah, Gary Shandling was on the show. And he goes, I used to be like, I work at a cable company. So we were, you know, backstage and we met Gary and, oh my God, Julie did the most embarrassing. And my mom's sitting there and he tells a story about my mom embarrassing him in front of Gary Shandling because she watched, my mom was drunk and um, just maybe trying to like out of like feeling uncomfortable. So she like bragged to Gary Shandling that my dad was like a cable executive. She's like, he's the, like, you know, he's bragging to him and it embarrassed my dad. And he was like, I'm sure Gary and it went back and like made fun of you and he's like always makes my mom feel bad about the story i've heard the story like dozens of times in my life and it's always my mom's always like EJ, i don't want to hear it's so embarrassing i didn't mean yeah. to and i'm always just like shut the fuck up dad i'm just so annoyed and why would you say this in front of kevin neelan where we just met two minutes ago just say you met gary shanling without the story about mom being wasted and embarrassing you and saying embarrassing things so literally he tells that story and i go well it must run in our family because i said the most embarrassing drunk stuff to Dave Attell when I met him. And I go, mom, you would not believe the stuff I said. And then I told the story of how I embarrassed myself in front of Dave Attell when I was drunk. And and, and I was, thank God I had that story to yeah. bail my mom out. Yeah. But like, if you're a drunk person and you've done something embarrassing, forgive yourself. I forgive myself for the dumb stuff I've done. And don't make your friends feel bad about it. Because the only reason you're doing that is because you're embarrassed by stuff you've done. And you want to make their thing worse so that yours feels better. So try not to yeah. embarrass people. Uh, and I told dad, dad afterwards, because he then my mom brought up something that my dad was like, he, she, I think she got jealous. I'd love he, it if your she mom, thought my dad was flirting with someone. Oh, uh, I just was saying like, that I'd, I'd love that your mom was like, Oh, he he's the best awning man now. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom's so proud of him. I'm sure I know. he was just embarrassed that my mom was even trying to like talk him up in front of. I bet it wasn't even that bad. But my mom yeah. got like, like they were joking that my dad started chatting up some woman on the rooftop of this hotel when they went to the pool, and she came up there and he's like throwing her kid like in the pool and like having fun with this kid, like kind of being grandpa. And my mom's like, "Who is this woman?" They're talking to her, and so they just started making a joke of like, "Oh, I gotta go see Diane later." Like, like my dad has a new yeah. girlfriend, and um, 
and my mom brought up something my dad said that was like maybe a little like embarrassing and my dad goes why do you have to bring that up and I go why did you have to bring up the Gary Shandling story in front of Kevin Nealon I go you both need to stop bringing up embarrassing moments that you go why did you say that no one wants to be embarrassing so each of you I never want to hear that story again oh I don't tell that Gary Shandling I've told that one time and I go dad I have it memorized you've told it at least three times in the past two years I've heard it and that's only when I'm around you guys and you always do it in front of someone to make mom feel it's just like stop it stop it um, or no, don't stop it. Be aware of it so that you can maybe get ahead of it. It's awareness is the key. And we just, know you're um, just bragging about why do being I care? Number one cable guy. We see through it. I can see through you. <laughs> he was. He was story. a big deal, and he <laughs> should be proud. My mom should be bragging. Why do I care? <laughs> why do I care? Why do you care, Nikki? Let's find out. <laughs> Dave Chappelle sings Radiohead's "Creep" with the Foo Fighters at Madison Square Garden. Wow, I didn't see this. <laughs> can we hear a little bit? I'm a we- he looks awesome. He's wearing sunglasses, a shirt, a green shirt. Oh, Dave is fucking jamming out behind him. I love this. First of all, I heard Dave Grohl talk about playing guitar. Let me just swallow. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm in the middle of eating breakfast. That's so rude. One second. Mouth sounds. All right. I, Noah, as a guitar player, I will say something about Dave Grohl that opened up my world. Um, Dave Grohl, obviously drummer for Nirvana, always was musical, played all the instruments, but he said, I always think of guitar as a percussive instrument. As soon as I looked at it as like, I'm just making like, like, like make, doing percussion on it and using it like a drum kit, essentially, it suddenly made sense to me. And I was like, oh my God, that... I can listen, look at the drum. I can just bang on the drum. Like I don't have to technically follow the perfect thing. Like I can make, I can make it work for me, um, because that. But that I never thought about um, the guitar being drums, and drums make more sense to me than a guitar. And so that opened it up to me. And he was just definitely um, doing a drum solo on that guitar. And Dave, is Dave good at everything? Dave Chappelle. I mean, he. I mean, I don't. Think that he was wasn't the best that singing, great. but that was great. Yeah, but I still, mean, he looked cool as fuck. Yes. He didn't look like he was doing karaoke. I mean, he looked like he deserved I feel to be like, up there. I feel like Dave has a way of getting... I mean, I'm sure... I, I don't know what the percentage of people that actually knew who he was in that audience. Probably, yeah. what, 70%? Wait, what Foo do you Fighters? Think? What do you think? 100%? You think 100% Foo of Foo Fighters people? at Marison Square Garden? <laughs> you think 70% of them knew who Dave Chappelle was? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? I'm just saying. Uh, honestly, are you drunk? Are you st- like, are you, you're popping out hard right now. <laughs> wait, wait, it's wait. A, just hear I would me say out. 99.99999% of people knew who Dave Chappelle was. Dave hear Chappelle. Out. Hear me out. He's more famous than the Foo Fighters, unfortunately. You I think so? Say. You think yeah. so? I don't think so. I think more people, for certainly the word Dave Grohl, I will say, he's more famous than Dave Grohl. His name is more recognizable. Foo Fighters, possibly the same level, but Dave Chappelle is... Everyone knows who Dave Chappelle is. <laughs> Ask your stepmom, who I bet you think doesn't know. Ask My your stepmom asked Ask me, your how's living in Minneapolis, club? by the way, the other what? day. That was pretty funny. She goes, how's living in Minneapolis? Minneapolis? It sounds kind of like St. Louis. Love Louis, Minneapolis. But yes, I agree. I'm just saying that he, cro- like him and John Mayer being best friends, 
Mm-hmm. It's all it's it's a, another fan base that he hits with still being cool is my point is that like he still hits another fan base he gets up at the Foo Fighters he's on stage he's looking cool in yeah. glasses it's just another way to be like hey I'm Dave Chappelle he is and the, I'm the coolest shit. as we know from Bob Saget as we know from me telling you yes. that when I was on Fallon with him he stayed on the Zoom to watch me and like gave me a shout out at the beginning it was say hi to Nikki and then at the end it was like where's Nikki tell her she did great like he's a fucking real dude and like I love Dave Chappelle he can do anything that's why I care and I'm oh and, and you know why I also care about that a guy got invited, invited me to on a date to uh uh I wish to a high um to Madison Square Garden this guy that I've been uh texting with we met on Raya we actually met in person a while ago in just passing I think he was with someone at the time so, but I was like that guy's cute and then they were like he has a girlfriend years later we meet, match on Raya we start texting he writes to me you know you were amazing on Mar and you looked stunning da da and I invited him to Ben Glebe's party and he goes um I'm in New York for a few shows I can't go uh when I get back though uh let's hang out and or get on a plane tomorrow morning and come see Foo Fighters and in MSG with me and I said oh good Christ what an offer he goes I dare you and then he wrote me the next day, what time do you land? And sent me a f- like uh, the Madison Square Garden like thing. And I said, God, I wish, can't make it, but thank you for the offer. He said, I know I was being sar- somewhat sarcastic. I'll ch- sure I'll sure will do my best to make you regret the lack of spontaneity, though. Uh, if he would have offered to fly me out, I would have gone. I thought I he did. I was not going to pay for my own flight. No, he, oh. said, he said, get on a plane oh, okay. and go. Listen, he would have, but I also was with my parents and uh, it would have been... It's. T- I think it's. Yeah, it would have been I, last I, I like the invite. I think that's fun. Oh, I thought it was so that's sexy. Really I was really, really hot. like, oh my god, I would have done it. He's so cute. And, and the follow. up Have you ever done anything like that? Oh, you got to follow, follow up. Oh, oh um, yes, the follow up when he got there. Yes. Yeah, it's I've true. done some spontaneous things, but never like. That's never, so hot. Never positive. <laughs> but let me just say, get me a plane ticket. Like, Put it out a, there. if a guy's gonna make that bold of a mood, like let's go all the way and go. I, I will fly you here if you want to go with me. But at this, the fact that he invited me was so cool. And I bet he was trying not to like show off his money and, and in respect the fact that I can buy my own plane ticket. Like that's probably yes. why I didn't offer that. Yeah. You know, and he probably didn't think you would take it serious. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate the offer and. I probably even if you offered to buy me a plane ticket, I wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> Same come, buy me but a plane. But I, uh, <laughs> I probably would have come later on thinking about the fact that you offered to buy me a plane ticket and fly me up. Let's get to our regular Monday segment. I think we skipped it last week, but we're bringing it back this week. Top one, bottom one. This is where we take a category and we t- each Noah, Andrew, and I go around the horn and say our top one, bottom one of this category. Today's category, as we decided before the show, um, is Noah. Things that your dad has said to you. In honor of Father's Day, we're going to say things that your dad has said to you. Top one, bottom one. Uh, let's start with our bottoms, as we always we always like to end on the top. Uh, Andrew, can you kick us off with the, the, the worst thing your dad has ever said to you? I mean, the list is long and it's tattooed on my leg. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um I Yeah. OK, so I, I would say it was, this is kind of funny because my dad is here and I yeah. was sitting with him. When, when you guys were texting, through. so I asked him, I go, what do you think your bottom <laughs> I asked for his, which I never would have done in our past. I'd be too afraid to do something I like that. I love it. And uh, so he said, uh, we agreed <laughs> that his bottom one, when I told him I want to be a comedic writer, this is before I even wanted to do stand-up, he looked at me and he goes, hey, Andrew, I also want to, oh, yeah, you want to be a comedic writer? I want to play third base for the Yankees, meaning... 
It's impossible. You can't do it. I want this crazy dream. Get over mm-hmm. it. Get a career. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fucking idiot, essentially. Don't be a poppy. <laughs> yeah, don't be a poppy. And um, I can't wait till Poppy's old enough to know that we used her name to mean <laughs> dumb. Because she'll get it. She'll think it's really funny. Cause she's going to grow up and she's not going to be a dumb baby anymore. Um, <laughs> or she might be dumb. Who knows? Poppy might be dumb and I'll still love her and she's still a great human that has as much value as a smart human. By the way, if you're dumb out there and you're like, I'm not anti-dumb because people are, there is a, a racism, not racism, but there is an ism for, um, yeah. Elitism. Yeah. 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 I, I don't forget what it's called, but like, cause I'm, I'm a poppy, but, um, <laughs> people talk down like, oh, they're dumb. And it's uh, like, yeah, you know what? They were, they didn't choose to have the brain that doesn't have as much look, information in it. And they didn't choose to go to the schools that they went to. It's like people, you shouldn't discriminate because someone's dumb. And I, I truly, I think dumb people are awesome. And, and I think um, my dad probably thought I was too dumb to do this. And but, dumb people are way but, more fun. Like I said, they take more chances. They shoot their shot. And sometimes those shots work. Yeah. I'll see you in Des Moines, Steve. Um, well, remember Joe Buck's golf caddy was talked about in golf. You either want to be insanely dumb or insanely smart. Oh, and yeah. He, he said that the best yeah. golfers are either like so, so, dumb, so, so smart go, or so dumb. Because you have to be so locked in and meditative that there can be nothing else going on in your brain when you are out there. So some people really have nothing in their brain and that's why they're so good. And other people have to meditate and get to a place where they like have nothing in their brain. So that was very interesting. Yeah. Okay. That is the worst. That is a bad thing because your dad was being, fu- your dad's funny. Your dad should be a comedy writer. Um, that was a <laughs> and funny thing to say. And I should be a doctor. Say. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, but you had a good laugh about it this morning. Did he reflect on it and say, I'm sorry I said that to you? Or did he just laugh and go, that was, uh, that was right. No, no, he reflect. Yeah, he's definitely reflected. I mean, I would get back to the and top then did you one, tell him, dad, yeah. actually, I wrote on F boy Island. So suck my dick. Dad. And he goes, oh, I can't wait to see you in the credits. I go, well, dad, I'm not going to exactly be in the credits because yeah. I was hired paid through, Nikki, through Nikki's paid through Nick- corporation because and HBO not- didn't really believe in me. But yeah, so <laughs> they didn't know about you until I brought you to the <laughs> island as my podcast co-host that I worked out of my deal and then I snuck you into set and you were Sneak a vital in. component of that uh, show, by the way. I can't wait for you guys to see it. F-Boy Island coming soon. Um, let's What's bottom, your bottom uh, one, Noah? Noah, bottom thing oh, your man. dad said to you. All right, this was I'm a sorry challenge was triggering. Yeah, uh, all right. So I guess the thing that I can think of is like anytime my dad would share stories from his childhood growing up in communism mm. and it made me realize as an adult because you know like who we are as adults stems from our our childhood like the reason why my dad has absolutely no emotional intelligence is because he had to hide a lot of his feelings Mm. just from his circumstances growing up yeah so communism makes your you made your dad a a poppy emotionally (laughs) Uh, emotionally an emotional poppy an emotional pop. Is there an, an example of a kind of emotional <laughs> lack of emotional intelligence that stands out to you that wouldn't um, make you sad to recount or make us all go, oh, poor Noah? Because we all have those. Like, I didn't want to I didn't want to make you guys like say things that you, I mean, we've all had to, our dad say hurtful things that we might not want to share. But this is more of like a fun like what a dumb thing for him to say. It's OK if you say no. I guess like any time um, we would talk about my career and he would tell me like, Oh, you know, just don't shake anything up. Just don't say anything. Fall like, in line. He ne- mm. right? Don't exactly. ask for more than you. Don't don't demand anything else. Which Noah, by the way, is such a. We should we should talk about it later. Like in working with you on building this podcast, and in the in the interim when we didn't know what we were going to do next together, and 
Noah is someone I've learned a lot from uh, who's done the work to value herself as much as she is good, like knows her value now and like asks for what she deserves and gets what she fucking deserves. And it's like, if you, if you are someone who works in a corporate environment and you're thinking of how to like ask for what you want and you feel like you deserve more, um, shoot Noah injection a DM because she might have a, yeah, some I'll good pieces of advice that helped her as someone who was raised to not think that way about herself to overcome those in a, you know, Noah, she's so nice. You guys, she talks like this and she's like very helpful and like wants to well, just she better be, be happy or she doesn't get bitch, any bread. That bitch <laughs> leans in. Yeah. <laughs> no I'm sure that's where it comes from too, yeah. but like you, you leaned in girl and I've learned a lot. Like, I I definitely don't know that I would be able to do the same kind of stuff like uh, that you've done to get what you deserve and not ask for more than you deserve. Nothing like nope. that. Not take advantage, just but just fair. feel compensated for what you're doing. And guess what? When you get comp, when you're appropriately compensated for what you do, you'll you work are, so much you, harder. Man. You work so much harder and better, and you actually have more. It's so much. Feels so good. That's why I'm always like, if you can afford to pay movers tip movers a hundred bucks that are moving some couch and if you can afford the extra hundred bucks fucking do it they're not i always go my mom goes well the tips included i go this society doesn't pay people enough and the the minimum wage has not increased with inflation we need to step it up and and you go well the government needs to figure it out they're not figuring it out so if you have enough money you gotta step it up and you gotta people need to be compensated more i don't when i leave tips i leave a hundred percent sometimes and my parents go nikki that's too much i go it's because it's not because they did a fantastic job it's because they're underpaid they are underpaid for what they do garbage men are underpaid i should not be paid for how, how much i get paid it's not right but because i do I got to give more money to other people because I'm a fucking hero. Uh, My bottom thing that my dad um, has said to me, hold on, I actually have it recorded. One second. (laughs) How could you do this, babe? This song is called Babe. It's by Sugar Land. And it's Taylor Swift. (laughs) We ain't getting through this one, babe, 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 babe. This is the last time I'll ever call you, babe. Thank God. I queued that up. I was walking with my mom this morning. I go, people make fun of me because one day on the podcast, I, I hey, babe. answer the phone and dad goes, hey, babe. And I go, I got to say it's babe. No, the worst thing my dad ever said besides babe, which I didn't <laughs> think was bad, was I was, um, I've told the story a bunch, but I was like, you know, probably 13, 12 or 13. And I was in a swimsuit from swim practice and I was eating tomato soup. I was eating some kind of soup. I it's remember. It's such a weird thing to eat coming out of a pool soup because you're wet. Well, I just got and home. We were having grilled you know cheese I mean? and soup. Okay. No, oh, yeah. I was wearing a swimsuit. Uh. Like it was dry by the time we spent all day at the pool, and then I'm home and I'm still in a dry swimsuit, and I'm eating a dinner, and it's and um, my dad goes, "Hey Nick, it looks like uh, well, it looks like you're getting some boobs there," and Babe. I just dropped my spoon, <laughs> and I was like. And I cried and ran into my bed. And my mom goes, why would you say anything like that to her? And I go, oh, my God. And he goes, oh, my God, I don't know what I said. And she goes, you don't say that to her. And I ran to my bedroom. I leaned up against the door because I didn't have a lock on my door. And I go, do not come in. I never want to talk about this again. And he's like, Nikki, I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't know. I would, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I am never talking about this again. And I'm in my room and I'm like, I'm fucking hungry. This sucks that I have to like stay in here. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I have to come out and see my dad again. 
And I eventually left. We never talked about it again, ever, until I was an adult. And I was like, remember when you told me I was getting some boobs? And he was like, I was just trying to make you feel good about your... You know when you were like excited about getting pubes? I was not excited about becoming a woman. And having my dad pointed out was just horrifying to me. But the other day, you guys, I'm not joking you. It wasn't as bad as this, but it was... I was at Bill Maher. I go in the next dressing room to go get dressed. Because I got my makeup done in normal clothes. My parents are in the dressing room. My publicist there. Uh, Bill Dixon is there, my friend. And um, I walk in after getting dressed and I walk in. I'm like, ta-da. And, you know, I look all gussied up. And my dad goes, God damn. Like, he says, he goes, it, it was literally, it wasn't even God damn. It was like hubba hubba. It literally was, the, I'm not joking you. And I go, dad, you don't say that to your daughter. And everyone was like, yeah, you don't. Like, everyone agreed. Even my publicist was like, yeah, that was a little weird. I go, you, he goes, you just look, be- I mean, like, you look, so, like, he would be like, you look sexy. I'm like, but that's me, don't. I go, don't say, like, <laughs> And so that's probably the worst thing. Uh, Andrew, what's the best thing your dad's ever said? Let's do the top one best thing your dad's ever said to you. The top one my dad has ever said, he, he goes, man, I could see your thick cock through those umbros. And I was like, thanks, dad. No. <laughs> Did he, he said, oh, your dick's really coming in there. Yeah. He said, oh, that and cock is really the filling soup out. with your dick. <laughs> I just remember the soup splashing because I threw the spoon and it splashed in like this whole thing. And it was probably period blood because I was really good at my period too. <laughs> Dip um, the cheese in there. Wait, okay, what's the best thing uh, your dad's ever said? Best thing is it, it came full circle or not full circle, half circle. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, when I did my one man show, which you watched that you were oh my so God, it was nice. So good, dude. I wish I you would have recorded that. Again. Um, did you record that? I think it is recorded. There's got to, you got to put, you got to put that out. I'm serious. I got to find it. But so my dad at the end, I, you know, I ended it and I, uh, I asked, you know, because I talked about being in debt and I talked about my anxieties, all that. I go, hey, dad, would you, who would invest? And I planned it out with my dad beforehand. And I go, dad, would you invest in me? And he goes, Andrew, I'm all in. Which it's like, it's cheesy, but it was really fun way to end it. made me cry. That's so sweet. He is so proud of you. Yeah, to go from third base of the Yankees to I'm all in. uh, No, to come from a family where your dad has enough money to just buy a sprinter van because he doesn't want to take a flight. Like, and and to have a brother who uh, has more money than you'll ever even come, like, than Kevin Hart because of what the industry he works in where there's that kind of money to be made and to have been a dog walker worked in grilled cheese wanted to be, like you finally at the age of like i would say by 39 you were doing stuff that you were always doing stuff that was like people you were well respected in comedy didn't really have much to show for that to your family unless you're on tv your family like doesn't get how like the open mic scene views you but now like you have made it. I mean, they must be like freaking out. Like, yeah, it's cool, man. Right? It's really cool. And I, I, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, to and come a from a that family, has no clear cut when, when your dad is a, a, a Jewish doctor, the last thing he wants to hear is like, oh, you want to make it as a uh, comedian, as an, you know, as an artist. He's like, no, be yeah. a fucking get a career. I they mean, that's what safe. they're all about. Be safe. My, yes. I wanted to be yes. a comedian and my mom was like, just be an English teacher because I was really good at English. Always was uh, excelled in those classes very easily, and um, she was like, "I just you should be a college professor." And that was like her safe dream for me because she yes. knew it was achievable. It was like clear cut. There's a she probably Googled the salary and was like, "That's good for my daughter." And I just was always like, "That's 
why would you want me to do something that I don't even want to do just because it's safe? But then, you know, I lucked out having parents that support. But that's what I did for 15 years after college. I just did things that were safe. Because it was through family. You tried family. to start apps called I know, Urlacher but that was and but that wasn't that was such a uhot.com. But that wasn't Those are not real. Safe. I know, but it was like on top of like doing a safe thing. And my dogs weren't safe when you were walking them, but maybe you were safe. Um You're right. U hot and those things are not safe you were because I was trying to go box. for commission. But yeah. uh, yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Noah, what's the top one thing your dad said to you? <laughs> All right. So for uh, a father who is an emotional poppy, um, he tells this story of when I was two years old and I was in a like a daycare, a bench fell on my on my finger. So he tells a story of holding me while the doctor is sewing my finger back together. And he's like, so just the way he tells it, how um, I was crying in his arms and he almost fainted while he was holding me. This is just like the most emotion that I will ever get out of my father. And it's the sweetest thing. And I love it. I love that. That's so sweet. What a sweet category thing we picked. I'm like getting emotional. I know. I love yeah. when like, like hearing your dad tell about this harrowing time where he was so scared finally lets him open up emotionally enough to show how much he loves you. But yeah. it has to be through almost thinking he's like losing you in a way. That's the hardest part right. about these things is like, why do we have to wait till my finger explodes? Can't you just tell me because you love me when my raised when I to, to <laughs> when not I, like, feel and like, especially if they're raised I know. in communism. It's yeah, sad. It's, but, but it's great. At least it can come out then. That's that's the the beauty is that sometimes emotions you can't push them down and they come out finally. And and, and I yeah. I just want to add I only heard this story like maybe 3 years ago. <sighs> From his perspective. Dude, I just oh, heard a story God, 2 nights it? ago that I was born 8 months a month early. I had no idea I was a preemie. You until were? last night or 2 nights ago. I had I didn't wow. have a heartbeat. They checked what? my mom's my heartbeat, I was at 30 heartbeats or 30 whatever beats per yeah. a, a minute, I guess, or whatever it is. Yeah, that's They thought I was low. dying in there. The cord was around my neck, so they had an emergency C-section when I was eight months. Jesus. And, I, I, um, and my dad just told me this story. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I was eight pounds, eight ounces, so I was a really fat baby. I have baby bradycardia, now. which is a What's low, low uh, pulse yeah. heartbeat. Like whenever I get, that's why I ended up actually going to the hospital for anorexia is like I was dying. But my heart rate was so low that they were like, if you leave the hospital, I was there for a checkup when I was like, you know, everyone was in denial about me being sick, but I was just there for a a physical to go to college. Yeah. And they took my heart like they, you know, they did the regular like blood pressure and they were like, unfortunately, like it's so low, like we can't let you, you're going to die and like we can't let you go. But the thing is, I came to find out later on as I got healthy, like my heart rate is always so low. They, everyone always thinks I'm a marathon runner. And I have, I've had a lot of EKGs, but my resting pulse rate is always about 49, yeah. which is really low. And when I'm mine's actually really relaxed, yeah. mine's like can get down to like 40 or high 30s, which... Um, and if you're dumb like Poppy, you probably could have got to 25, probably. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm getting slower, <laughs> but I have that... 30s. Is your sister going to kill us for this? No, I think they're going to like it. And I cuz I think okay. and I think we should keep using it because Poppy is so <laughs> Poppy is so not Poppy. By the way, Poppy, if you're listening in the future, you are so smart and like the fact that you can't talk yet, it's like 
it's so weird to me because I know there's so much going on in your head and like you understand so much more than maybe even I do. And so I can't wait till you start like really talking and sharing what's in your head because you are so not Poppy. Poppy, you're not Poppy. Um, but <laughs> I think it's Nikki? so funny yeah, to what's call your Sam. Top? What's your top um, My one? top thing, I had a hard time with this because my dad does say so many like great things about me, but he, uh, I'll read a text that I got from him this weekend. Uh, about the trip that we had this weekend. It was really sweet. My dad cried backstage at Bill Maher. My, both my mom and dad, they don't usually cry that much about the stuff. Like they'll tear up when, my dad will tear up a lot more than my mom in terms of like pride for me, especially when his heroes, like he hears his heroes like like me or like I've been accepted in some way by like the industry and like uh, he gets emotional. Like he'll be like, I'm willing up. Like it's really sweet. And um, But when, after we got done with Bill Maher, I sat in the audience with them. My segment was first. We watched the whole show, had a great time. And then we went backstage because I asked like, is there any way that my parents could get a picture with Bill afterwards? So we're waiting in this room, waiting for Bill to show up after he like, you know, changes out of his suit and is like getting ready to go. He stops by or no, uh, while we're waiting, we're there in this like kind of green room area. And I was just like, I'm so like, I was just in a good mood, but like not wanting to be like, how good was, you know, I didn't, I really, I felt good about it. I didn't need to hear that, but they were, but my, they were both just like, I can't I can't think about how good you just were and how much you know the fact that he goes like I love you America's falling in love with you like him to say those things and and give me that like stamp of approval from the guy that is there like they they value his opinion about people and politics and everything so much whether or not he's right or whether or not they're right it's just like the number one person it's like Obama saying that I'm cool or something like they got they were both like that was just like that was insane like they were just so proud it wasn't like it was the first time I'd seen like they they can't believe and I go well you made I go they go she my mom goes I just don't understand that like how who you are like what I just she was like I just can't handle it and I go well you guys made me and they go we we had nothing to do with that and I go yes you did like I was able to do that because of you guys like you I know it wasn't adopted not that even if adopted like even if I was adopted they made that like it's I go, it's nurture. Um, so that was your spot. That's what you did. But so um, my dad said, uh, oh, shit. He wrote it on the thing with my mom and dad. He goes, what a fun time. So great to meet and hang out. Um, wait, can I? Fuck. He wrote a whole thing. God damn it. One second, you guys. Um, did you tell Bill Maher the Gary Shandling story? <laughs> <laughs> Said, uh, <laughs> that was a legendary day. Oh, this was um, after this was Friday after Bill Maher. He sent me after we said goodbye. My parents went to their hotel room. My dad text. My dad like sent me a you up text at eleven p.m. Hey baby. And he wrote that was a legendary day and night of my life. I am so proud of the person you are. I love you, Dad. And he never like writes. He never like it was just like so sweet. But I think it's it's that like. It's funny when I when my mom was able to take credit for me and go and I was able to go like mom I'm great because of you that was like I always want to remind my mom it's because of you and I sometimes want to remind my dad it's not all you <laughs> like you know with my dad like my dad was to take credit for I would say is quicker to take credit like that's my daughter and I am responsible for some yes. of that in a good way whereas my mom is like yeah, I don't even know how I made you. You're not, you're not from me. And I go, no, mom, it is from you. And dad, it's not all you. Like uh, some of yes. this is like trying not to be you, dad. Like, you know what I mean? But uh, for the first time, I, my dad did it. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about like, 
I'm your father and like it's so cool to be the dad of this person it's like and that I might have had something to do with it it was like you are special and um yeah my mom the other night she was drunk at Ben Glaive's party but she came up to me she told me yesterday she was like you should hear the way Ben had talked about you to me and Ben's so sweet. Everyone at the party, he goes, Nikki, I want you to meet this person. They're one of the best producers. Like, he introduces everyone with their best credit and, like, talks them up. So he does this a lot. But he's telling the truth. But he told my mom, he goes, you need to understand. Your daughter. Like, I don't think you understand. She's an icon. Final thought. Last night at dinner, um, we I went to dinner with Spade at, like, 6.15. He always goes early. I had a set at 8.45. And um, met him uh, at bird. dinner. And then I go, can I have my mom come later so we can get some alone time and then my mom she just she's awesome she's not like regular moms and he was like of course so my mom came at 7 30 we had a great time and um while i was like do, texting that i was going to be late or something i heard him talking to her and i was trying to like not hear it and he goes and i mean it's david fucking spade everyone knows how I, I feel about him he's the literally the funniest person alive and which my mom confirmed last night she goes oh my god nikki i can't believe how funny he is and how she goes he's timeless he doesn't look any different than on just shoot me he looks the same i mean he looks so young and um and he has the spirit of a young person too and last night i even said to david i was like because he was talking about he has a daughter um who's in middle school and he's like i don't you know i don't want to visit her at school i don't want her friends to know like who i am because i don't want her to get teased for it and i go you're right like in middle school people are so girls are so jealous that's of someone famous that they might be bullier for it. But in high school, it's going to make her cool. So you should stop by her high school. And he goes, but it's, they're not going to know who I am. And I go, I go, you're cool. I go, you know, you're cool, right? Like you've been cool since you came on the scene and you're always going to be cool. I go, you, coolness for you does not go away. Like you're always cool. Everyone will always think you're cool. I go, you'll be cool when you're a hundred. You're going to be like the epitome of cool. And he was like, thanks for saying that. And I'm like, it's just true. And my mom later on goes, he's timeless. And I go, you're absolutely right. David Spade is fucking, he's is the same person that you met on SNL when he did Hollywood Minute and goes, ah, uh, he goes, I saw the bodyguard this weekend and I, I want my money back. He's like, and, um, oh, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, go ahead. No, what is he? No, like Tom Petty. You know how Tom Petty never really aged until he died? Yes. That, yes. And granted, they have like the same kind of blonde hair, but like, yeah, it's that same vibe of just timelessness. And, and, and here's the thing, David Spade, you don't if you in, got introduced to her high school friends, they don't need to know you as David. Spade. You're already cool. like in person. You're cool he's, enough he's without the coolest that which person sounds. Kinda, yeah, I told him last night. I go, I, I'm not joking you the biggest achievement on my career is being friends with you, like actual friends with you. And, and I, I will say that till the day I die until I meet, become friends with Taylor Swift. But for now being friends with David Spade, real friends, like mm. where he's on my top, he's a, he's a best friend for me in terms of what we shared and what he shared with me. That is the coolest thing of my life. But he told my mom last night, I'm sorry, this is turning into a brag fest, but he told my mom last night when I wasn't listening because she later told me, uh, he was like, just saying like she goes well Nikki just loves you so much and and he was like we love Nikki and like was t just being like you know telling a mom what, he, what she wants to hear kind of thing but later on we were getting an uber home and I go how fun was that fucking spading she was like I can't get over it and she goes Nikki <laughs> you he said the nicest things about you and I go really and she, I go what are you saying she was like he just said your daughter is very well respected by this industry like everyone talks well about her and she's very well respected and having that come from David Spade to my mom, like that David Spade respects me artistically, you know, like not just as yeah. a person was like, you know, there's, no, 
it's done. I've I don't I don't need to do anything else. Like this whole dream of like wanting my parents to think I'm cool and that's why we're driven by everything is like our pa- parents trying. It's really is that like mommy and daddy look at me. I've got it. Now I just need them to. Now I need to become a pop star and prove to my dad that I actually am a great singer. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, you definitely need to keep working. You you haven't achieved. Don't even um, think about it. Final thought: If don't you don't even are be happy, Louis, you no, took no, no, a, I just want to be a pop a star. Happy, you took a happy thing. I was I, kidding. I was cutting it with a. I was. It was joke. <laughs> no, because I'm a comedian. No, just take it and be sincere. No, no, no. I, and I need. To, I need to uh, drive. I need things to like. I need a new goal, and my goals have already been met. Yeah, I'd like to host SNL, but I really. I, I don't need to. It, I, I've literally done everything I want to do. Um, but it, or it, besides, be friends with Taylor Swift and maybe perform with her someday at like an after party at the Grammys or something. Where my you know, sister-in-law I to, like, told me to tell you that she loved your outfit the other night on Bill Maher. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just said that too. We'll talk about more Bill Maher. I have so much more to get into from this weekend, but I do want to say that. Um, if you live in the St. Louis area or would like to make a trip to the St. Louis area, Thursday night, this Thursday night at Joe's Cafe, which is a really cool venue in St. Louis. My dad will be performing with his band Glaze and the Moon Kings from 8 to 10, doors at 7, Joe's Cafe in St. Louis. You can go to Tickets um, Edgler. You can follow him on um, Instagram, E-D-G-E-U-L-A-R. Don't ask me why, Edgler. And then he has all the info in the um, in the post, he, the, his most recent post, I believe. Um, and yeah, Joe's Cafe, my dad is going to perform and I'll probably be there. Andrew, uh, are you in town on Thursday? Yeah, I'll be back. You'll I'll be, be, there. be there. I'll go. Um, besties, we'd love to see you come out. And um, and my dad's just really talented, so I'm not asking you to go watch something that's going to suck. Uh, it, it, his band is great, Glazing the Moon Kings. And um, yeah, so I'll see you there. Andrew, uh, what are you doing today? Today, I don't know. I'll probably go hit some golf balls with my dad and my brothers. And we watched the U.S. Open on Sunday. It was a uh, Father's Day U.S. Open as a family. It's fantastic. Yeah, it really is incredible. And it was an incredible match. And I could get into it tomorrow and uh, let did, you know t- all did the strokes. Pass win? <laughs> did you? Tsitsipas. Who's that? Oh wait, that's not golf. <laughs> Fuck. I was thinking of um, tennis. <laughs> Uh, no, this guy Rom. I love this guy. Oh my God, you would like this story. This guy uh, Rom R A H M. He won last tournament. He was in. He was up by five or six strokes. He had like a few more holes to play. He was going to make like six million dollars, and they came up to him on the course and go, "Hey, you tested positive for COVID. You can't finish." Oh my God. So he's like karma. He goes. They interviewed him. They go, "Look, I went home." I was like, karma's going to work out for me. I'm not going to be upset about this. Something better is going to come up. And two weeks later, he won the U.S. Open. Fucking so, Rom. He said that? He was yeah. like, I'm not going to take this as a loss. First I'm going to take this as a future win. win. Yes. First Fuck Spaniard yes. Ever. Let's Rom it out. Don't Rom-com. be a poppy. Don't, if you're poppy, you're, we, we coined a new phrase today, guys. So besties, lock it in. Poppy means dumb. But poppy, if you're listening in the future, you're not poppy. It's just because, I mean, because you're a baby. I set it up in the beginning. Go back and listen to it, poppy, in the future. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry that uh, I wasn't the aunt you wanted to be. And I'll bring you a present next time I see you if you're nice to uh, yourself. Because it's always contingent on being nice to poppy. Arlo, if you're listening, you're not listening. Uh, we, we, yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew, have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. Noah, have a great day. I will see you tomorrow. And besties, I will see you around town in LA. I um, I don't think I'm doing any more shows, but love when you say hi. You guys are the best. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girlbomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.